Good afternoon and welcome to the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Candace Dirksen. Coming up this afternoon, Cam Dahl with the Manitoba Port Council looks back on 2021 and outlines the organization's priorities for 2022. And Dalhousie University professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois discusses food inflation. The latest farm news and market numbers also coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Farm broadcaster Corey Knute spoke with Cam Dahl of the Manitoba Pork Council, who looked back on the province's pork industry in 2021. Cam wanted to, uh, yeah, just look back on the on the past year. I guess um, lots to talk about, but uh, your overall uh, thoughts on the year? Well, it it definitely was uh, an interesting year, and I'll put "interesting" in in quotation marks. Uh, you know, there there was a lot to, a lot to deal with. Whether it was uh, the impact of of COVID, and of course, some of that is is ongoing. Uh, we're we're dealing with a, a PD outbreak at the end of end of the year. Uh, feed the feed costs as a result of the drought. Uh, it's been a, a really really interesting year for uh, for farmers, and and that applies to the farmers in 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 all sectors in in Manitoba. I think the word that I would use is is uncertainty. And uh, looking forward to uh, 2022, that's that's probably the word that would be at the top of my list as as well. Now is is uh, there there is there's a lot of uncertainty in in what's going to unfold in the next few months. Are we seeing uh, any new barns coming up here in the province? We are. Um, yes, there is. Uh, there is continued growth. Uh, you know, in, in 2021, we saw about a, a 5% increase in, in production in, uh, in pigs in, in Manitoba. So that's, that's a good sign um, because what comes with that, it's, it's not just about new barns. Uh, it's, it's about things like the investment that Maple Leaf made in, in bacon processing. You know, that's 350 jobs in Winnipeg. Or the, uh, the $35 million that Topigs is, is investing in, in Plumas, Manitoba. Uh, that comes with about 35 high-tech jobs. Um, you know what a what a boost for that that community, and that's all dependent on having that that critical mass of of primary production. So, uh, we're we're seeing that growth in the industry, uh, not just in in the number of barns and the number of pigs that we produce, but all that support and that processing and value added that comes with it. So, it's 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 good news for the province. It's good news for jobs. Good news for the economy. What have uh, prices been like over the past year or so? Well, uh, right now prices prices are are okay, um, and that's largely driven with with by what uh, is happening in Asia with with African swine fever, in particular uh, with China. So that's where we get to that question about uncertainty in in next year. That uh, you know what's going to happen with uh, with African swine fever in in places like Philippines or Vietnam. Philippines is actually our our number one market right now, and that's that's being driven by by the impact of of African swine fever. Um, what's going to happen to the uh, the Chinese production? Is that uh, is that going to recover? And of course, that will have an impact on prices. So today we're seeing we're seeing good prices, um, offset of course by high feed costs. But we are seeing good prices. But you know what is it going to look six months from now is really hard to say because uh, because it's you know really uncertain uh, what's going to happen with with some of those demand drivers in in Asia. That was Cam Dahl of the Manitoba Pork Council with a look back on 2021. 
A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Time for a look at today's farm news. The government of Canada is providing $28 million in funding to support Prince Edward Island potato farmers affected by trade disruptions following the discovery of potato wart in two fields in the province. Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo explains Monday's announcement. Beside facilitating additional processing, this funding will be used to support the diversion of surplus potatoes by redirecting surplus potatoes to food banks and other food aid organizations and supporting the environmentally sound disposal of surplus potatoes. Funding will also help producers diversify markets and develop long-term strategies to manage future challenges. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada will work with the government of Prince Edward Island, the PEI Potato Board, National Food Bank organizations and other stakeholder groups to deliver the funding. The U.S. is a major destination for Prince Edward Island potatoes, with approximately $103.4 million of total PEI table stock and processing potato exports in 2020. And January is shaping up as a busy month for Manitoba's agriculture industry. Here's Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. First off, we're going to celebrate Ag Days, kind of like an after-Christmas uh, party for our farmers to get together in Bannon. So we know that uh, the Premier and myself and a lot of my caucus colleagues will be attending Brandon. I'll give my outlook for 2022 on what, uh, what things look like for the agriculture sector. And then the return of the Royal Winter Fair is uh, going to be real exciting. Hopefully everything stays good and we can still go ahead and proceed with that. Everybody loves the big heavy horses and opportunity to go to the fair in Brandon. So that'll be nice. That was a look at your farm news. The Prairie Ag Wire is coming up. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire for Tuesday, December 21st. I'm Candace Dirksen. Coming up today, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, Canadian researcher and professor in food distribution and food policy at Dalhousie University in Halifax, joins us with a discussion regarding food inflation in Canada. Dr. Charlebois had these comments following the release of Stats Canada's Canadian Price Index for November. The food inflation rate, if you didn't know, uh, is uh, now at 4.7%. Uh, so it's basically getting closer to 5%. Uh, it is the highest point in six years. So you can say what you want about StatScan, but it is an indicator showing that really things are getting more expensive. And when things get more expensive... For the consumer, obviously, it will uh, force people to behave differently. They will make different choices as well. They will prioritize certain things. And, and we'll talk about how that can, can work. But essentially, when you have a society investing more on food, obviously, expectations will change. And the way they perceive and prioritize food in their lives will change as well. And it's not necessarily for the worse. It, it could actually be for the better. So th this could actually be an opportunity for the entire food industry from farm to fork, I think. You see, um, the way I see what's happening with food inflation right now is that we are, we are departing an era of cheap food. We actually 
kind of started that process about a decade ago uh, after the uh, the great financial crisis of 2008, 2009. Uh, we saw a shift. Uh, all of a sudden, like for the longest time, the average household in Canada was spending about nine. 9.2% of, of its budget on, on food. Um, and in America, in the United States, it's actually close to 6%. So those are pretty low percentages historically. Uh, in the 1970s, it was actually close to 15%. So you can see that really food has taken, uh, it is not as significant financially in our lives than it used to be. But I think things are starting to shift again towards uh, not the 15%, but we are expecting that percentage to increase a little bit, similar to what we would see, for example, in uh, in Europe, where percentages are actually close to 15%, for example. Uh, so th that's really something that you want to keep in mind. If you are in the food industry, uh, if you're producing food, distribution food, if you're a supplier, uh, well, first of all, I have to thank you very much for doing what you're doing. I know there's a lot of criticism, a lot of questions related to what's happening right now in the industry, but I must say I've been in awe with uh, what I've seen across the country since the beginning of a pandemic. Miracle after miracle, the industry has delivered, making Canada food secure, which is really awesome. However, of course, we can't really overlook issues like supply chains, which is impacting the entire world, labor, which is impacting the entire world, climate, which is impacting the entire world. I mean, Sherry's presentation was very much about how do you actually uh, mitigate the effects of, of mother nature and so on and so forth. And so all of these things are making uh, the production of food way more complicated than just five or 10 years ago. And, and that's not going to change. It's, it's only going to continue. And so I'm not sure Canadians actually appreciate how complicated things have been or have become, but it is what it is. And, and that's why I think uh, when prices increase, uh, I, I'm not overly concerned about food inflation overall. I think we need inflation. Obviously, at 5%, it's starting to reach a point where families will, will will actually fall behind. I'm more concerned about food affordability, to be honest. Uh, wages aren't there. Uh, and in fact, just to give you a piece of data, according to the UN, Canada was ranked 18th last year in 2020 when it comes to food affordability. So we're not, we're not first, but we're not 150th. But here's the problem. We've actually gone down to 24th this year in 2021. And my guess, looking at what's happening around the world, we may actually see Canada drop even further. And so, and people will know that. People are noticing at the grocery store, uh, especially at the meat counter with proteins. It's incredible. I mean, uh, this year, really the big story were proteins, animal proteins. Next year, it's going to be dairy and food service. And food service is, uh, we are expecting restaurants to increase prices. Their input cost is going up, labor cost is going up. 
um, demand is actually kind of is going to be shifting, uh, unfortunately, for food service. But people are going to be spending more time at home. We are looking at a more domesticated marketplace. Uh, people will be uh, living, working from home. That was Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, Canadian researcher and professor in food distribution and food policy at Dalhousie University, with a discussion regarding food inflation in Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return on Wednesday on the Golden West Farm Network. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, part two of Corey Knut's conversation with Manitoba Pork's Cam Dahl, who outlined the organization's priorities for 2022. Talk a bit more about ASF and just what's what's being done here to to look out for that. Well, it's it's uh, it's getting closer and closer to our our borders. We're now seeing it. Uh, uh, in the Caribbean, specifically in the Dominican Republic and, and Haiti. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody is traveling to, uh, to the Dominican Republic or, or other places uh, that uh, may have African swine fever, uh, really, really follow the, the awareness of, around biosecurity and, and ensure that nothing is, is brought back with you and that, uh, that you're, you're not visiting live animals anytime soon after you come back. It's uh, it would be absolutely devastating to uh, to have uh, ASF uh, hit Canada. Um, there's a great deal of planning going on for that. Uh, that includes uh, you know the the CFIA and, and Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. Uh, that includes uh, the uh, province of Manitoba, especially the the chief veterinary officer and the staff. Uh, as well as as organizations like Manitoba Pork, so we're putting considerable effort into ensuring that if if the worst does happen, um, that we'll be able to respond. And um, I guess just heading into into next year, um, you touched a little bit on it, but um, I, what are I guess what are the key priorities for for Manitoba Pork? Well, I, I think longer term, um, you know, looking at at responding to to some of the public trust issues, we've just gone through a renewal of our our strategic plan, and it was a really good process uh, to see where we need to to focus on. And, and some of the issues would be, uh, you know, answering that public question of of where does my food come from and how is it produced, uh, and and we need to we need to do more on on that front. Um, the labor issue, uh, COVID nineteen really has has pointed out, uh, you know, made it has made it more difficult to bring in uh, foreign workers. For example, uh, the labor labor shortage is is real um, in in all parts of the sector, from from the barn up through uh, through processing. So that's uh, that's going to to need to to have some some focus, and again, just that resilience, keeping that resilience around. The, the supply chain and how it's responded to the shocks that came from uh, from the pandemic uh, really have to tip the hat to uh, to producers and processors and truckers and uh, everybody else that helps uh, bring uh, bring Manitoba pork to market not just here but uh, you know we export ninety percent of what we produce and uh, that supply chain has proven to be very resilient so that's something that we need to to keep working on um, in 2022 as well. 
Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. And now for another look at today's farm news. The province's agriculture minister says the next agricultural policy framework will be a major focus next year. Here's Ralph Eichler. We'll uh, finish up with our policy framework in July that we'll be able to announce and come into effect in 2023. So we know there's some recommended changes from our stakeholders on that regard. So certainly uh, lots to be able to do and, and be able to share. And the government of Canada says it's working collaboratively with the province of Prince Edward Island and the industry to support potato growers and resume full market access for fresh PEI potatoes. Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo says the government industry potato working group, together with key stakeholders of the PEI potato sector, is working to exchange information, help mitigate impacts of potato wart on the sector, and identify potential short- and long-term solutions to current trade disruptions. We continue to stand by the science, and we continue to stand firm on our position that based on that science, the trade of PEI's world-class potatoes is safe when appropriate risk mitigation measures are in place. We will keep driving that message to our American partners at all levels. CFIA is working as fast as possible on soil sampling and testing. They are providing the results to the U.S in real time as they become available. As well, Bebo announced $28 million to support the island's farmers affected by the trade disruptions. It will be used to support the diversion of surplus potatoes, including to organizations addressing food insecurity, support for the environmentally sound disposal of surplus potatoes, marketing activities, and the development of long-term strategies to manage future challenges. And now for a look at your farm calendar. Verified Beef Production Plus webinars continue to be held Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock. These interactive webinars allow participants to view presentations as well as ask questions in real time. Pre-registration is required, so contact Melissa Atchison at 204-264-0294 or email verifiedbeefmanitoba at gmail.com. The official Manitoba Hunter Safety Course is available online. This is endorsed by the province of Manitoba and Manitoba Wildlife Federation. Visit huntercourse.com to register. The Ag Action Manitoba Assurance Agricultural Crown Lands Forage Productivity Pilot Program is open for applications until December 31st. Visit the Government of Manitoba Agriculture page. And looking ahead, Manitoba Agriculture is offering environmental farm plan workshops over the winter. These will be held online. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. And the Manitoba Forage Seed Association is holding its annual seminar January 9th and 10th at Winnipeg Victoria Inn. Register on the MFSA website. And we've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Candace Dirksen. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email at thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. We'll meet you back here tomorrow at 12 o'clock.